Welcome to HBCU Highlights, where we spotlight and tell the stories of prestigious, historically black college and university graduates. Hello, everyone, and welcome to HBCU Highlights. My name is Andrea Evans. I'm here with my co-host, Ashley Deadwiler-Jones, and we are so excited. We're double excited. Ashley, are you seeing doubles? I don't know. I'm seeing doubles. Yes, I'm seeing doubles because we have the Harvey twins, Torino and Torrance Harvey, and they are identical twins, our Morehouse brothers. We are so excited to spotlight their HBCU excellence today. Now, Torino is district manager of a Chubb insurance company. We're gonna talk about that combined insurance. And then ladies and gentlemen, we have the mayor on here, the mayor of Newburgh, uh, Mr. Torrance Harvey. And Torrance is also a veteran teacher of 22 years. So gentlemen, welcome to HBCU Highlights. And tell us a little bit about yourself. Let's start with Torino. Um, yeah, I um, thank you very much for that uh, wonderful introduction. I am a district manager for uh, Combined Insurance, a uh, hundred-year-old uh, insurance company founded in 1922, south side of Chicago. And uh, Combined Insurance acquired Chubb for $38.8 billion about four years ago. So we are a Chubb company, um, and Chubb is one of the largest property and casualty companies uh, globally, operating in uh, 54 countries around the world. So yeah, just really truly blessed in being able to help people when they need it the most, uh, and uh, that's what I do. Okay, great. Well, let's move on to Torrance. Tell us what you're doing these days. Well, uh, as mayor of the city of Newburgh, New York, I um, uh, working very, very hard day to day. Um, you know, being a voice for the people and and to the people in terms of this uh, healthcare crisis. That's a global pandemic. You know. Um, working with our emergency response team, you know, all the first responders, healthcare workers, um, the governor of New York, Governor Cuomo, working diligently with him and his office to make sure we can, you know, um, slow down the, the spread of it. And in Newburgh, we actually have the highest test rate in the uh, county of Orange, Orange County. New York and uh, New York City, which is only an hour south of where I am, 66 south of where, um, where I am, uh, is, is the epicenter of the pandemic. So my days are full, uh, also still teaching uh, American history and uh, government and geography uh, with the Newburgh and Large City School District, 22 years. And we're doing uh, asynchronized learning online. So between my online classes and all the Zooms and the Google Meets with government, uh, my days are full. <laughs> well, both of you have outstanding careers and you're doing wonderful things in the community and um, in your current organizations, but you both decided um, to go to Morehouse. And I mean, you've got two different career paths, but you guys both decided to go to the same institution. Um, Torino, what, Morehouse, Morehouse. What, what led you to Morehouse? Morehouse? What was that selling point for you? And Torres, what was that selling point for you? Well, um, for, for me, you know, it's interesting because I remember looking at a uh, Morehouse College um, admissions brochure and I saw African-American men in shirts, 
ties, bow ties, suspenders. And I was like, wow. I, I remember thinking as a high school student, freshman high school student, thinking, man, I don't even know how to tie a tie, <laughs> let alone a bow tie. And where did he get those suspenders? Just the positive image of, of seeing um, African-American men uh, dressed up in suits, carrying accounting books and chemistry books. I just thought it was one of the one of the most profound images in my mind. And, you know, it's funny because uh, Albert Einstein talks about um, the imagination. And he said that the imagination is the pre-sequel for your life. And I used to remember reading that in, in Albert Einstein's autobiography. And it was like, wow, this is like the coming attraction. So I, I, I imagine what would it be like if Torino Harvey and Torrance Harvey, identical twins, were attending Morehouse College uh, in the years to come. And I tell you, that was the thought, that was like the seed that um, I thought in my freshman year of high school. And it's kind of like a distant thought because you, you know all the academic rigmarole that one has to encounter in order to get there. But it sort of was the seed was planted my fresh, uh, freshman year of high school. So, and then we did it. Yeah, similar to what Torino just said, I, I remember um, it didn't hit me till junior year of high school. I was in the school library. You know, that's when we had the uh, car catalog and the, uh, you know, you actually had books in libraries. So anyway, so I was looking at colleges and um, I, I said, man, a historically black college and university, HBCU, is something that I thought was, would be a good fit for me. And I remember, like Torino just said, in the um, brochure, because, uh, you know, you, back then you had to fill out these little cards and then send them in, and then they will send you admissions uh, information. And it said, in one line, it said, fortified with an excellent education, the Morehouse man can make a difference. And that, that, that the word can, which is the operative word in that line, um, was, was uh, in, in bold and highlighted. And I said, you can't, you know, I was like, oh, wow, I want to make a difference. The second reason I um, was attracted to Morehouse, separate from Torino, because he and I didn't even discuss this, even though we're twins, um, was that it was an all-male college, African-American male college, the only one on the planet. And um, alumnus like Martin Luther King Jr., you know, who, whom I, I revere and still hold in high regard, um, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., Lerone Bennett, Maynard Jackson, the first black mayor of uh, Atlanta, um, Spike Lee, Spike Shelton, Shelton Spike Lee, Samuel L. Jackson, and the long list goes on, you know, Andrew Young, all these men who looked like me, sounded like me, uh, were great men in America uh, on a global perspective, um, making a difference. So I, I wanted to make a difference. Well, we're so glad to have you here today because you both are making a difference and you are Morehouse men and you are our Morehouse brothers. But I know people are watching and they're saying, you know, these guys look familiar. Um, so y'all have a little swag going on. I want to step back to pre-college. Um, I've seen some videos of you all breaking it down on MTV. Um, so tell us a little bit about what that dance experience was and your television experience being identical twins before you went to college. Well, let me just first say that Torino and I were favorites at Spelman College and uh, being identical twins and 
thousand uh, beautiful women. <laughs> that was another reason why we went to war. <laughs> oh my God, I died and went to heaven. Anyway, um, but no, but um, so it, it's so funny when I tell my high school students that, like, y'all do. <laughs> okay, anyway. Um, so yeah, the uh, dance thing, we, you know, Torino and I was, was dancing, break dancing in the 80s, um, in middle school, early 80s, um, winning contests. We're actually born Poughkeepsie, New York, which is about 20 minutes north of Newburgh. And, um, you know, we, we figured out we were falling into a, a, an old tradition of African-American brothers who danced, and we didn't even know it. We happened to be twins, you know, like the Heinz brothers and the Nicholas brothers. We didn't realize that until we right. got to Morehouse that there was a long legacy and history of African-American young men dancing and doing all for their time and era. And so, so yeah, we, we, we danced on a world-renowned mm -hmm. club on TV with downtown yeah. Julie Brown. And uh, that was internationally broadcast before the internet. Yeah. And then after school specials, TV commercials, we were SAG by the time 16 or 17, we're in the Screen Actors Guild. So we had a long history of, of performance off-Broadway, New York City, and so on. Right. And then let me let me interject what what what's most interesting is uh at the age of 14 we created our own business we created our own company um of dance <laughs> and performance and i thought as entrepreneurs at that time being able to generate a check to get paid for doing what we did was pretty amazing but before that you know starting out in front of the paramount <laughs> building down in new york city with a hat that's how it all started paramount building front of Paramount Building performing with a hat. We were um we got uh recruited uh by the Lollipop Guild, got an agent, and then we started performing local talent shows, New York City, and then um performing in bar mitzvahs and bat mitzvahs, communions. We met a lady named uh Shirley Grant, who was um the same manager of Keisha Knight Pullum. Pullum. And what was the young man's name from um Keisha and I Pullum was from uh, the Cosby Show, so we, we, we meet her at the office in Teaneck, New Jersey, from time to time. Um, and what was the young man that played in the, that, um, the um, Motown karate film? Yeah, I, I, his name slips my mind, but I know Shirley Grant also discovered the Jonas Brothers. So Yes. Yeah, so the Jonas and Brothers. It was, uh, it was the, it was the uh, <clears throat> Leroy. Leroy, he played the martial artist. In um, the Motown film, he was the like, Leroy, dragon. you the warmed up dragon. yet? The Last the Dragon. The Last Dragon, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the younger brother, God rest his soul, God rest in peace, he actually died about five years ago. The younger brother to Bruce Leroy was a um, client of Shirley Grant's as well. So there was a long list of celebrities who were um, under her management, including Torrance and I, who we were known as TNT of Club MTV with downtown Jimmy Brown. Still wait for like, you know, one of those networks to call and say, you know, because, you know, we really were, Torino and I really were involved in New York City's um, golden era of hip hop, you know, being twins, right. being dancers, following the yep. traditional uh, brothers dancing, you know, historic, you know, in America. So we, we, we yeah. really are part of that golden era. Um, although, you know, we're still waiting on and let, let me let me just <laughs> say this last thing about the entertainment piece. We knew that we had made it when we had 
booked the contracts with Club MTV with downtown Julie Brown, made it to the finals of Star Search with Ed McMahon, competing in, in, uh, uh, with pop dancers. And um, when I did the uh, Club 12, which was the first rap musical version of Shakespeare's Twelfth Night, I was, Tarsa and I were already celebrities. Everyone knew us. We had generated over 50% of the fan mail at MTV, and I had gotten cast in that play on Broadway with Wyclef Jean, Lauren Hill, and MC Light. Light. Yeah. Yeah, that was so we were like, Fugees. that was before the Fuji's. So we used to, we used to stay, <laughs> we call him Nasty now, but everybody knows him as Wyclef. We used to stay in his house. Um, in, in Newark, New Jersey, because Lauren was from Orange, New Jersey, and, and why yeah. the time was. So we were there doing this play when they first met, you know, in 1991. So that was before, anyway. before the Nappy Head album and all that. So when they came down to um, Morehouse Homecoming and performed their, their new um, big record, what was that? Um, the Score, you know, for Homecoming, you know, and Lauren started singing to us. You know, the TNT, yeah, we were, we, everybody went crazy. We were good at spelling for like the rest of our school years. <laughs> wow. So that, gave us a shout out. Yeah. Let me tell you, I think I was in hiding in school, but I'll tell you what, MTV back then and even yeah. today, it, I mean, that's a, that's a big, big deal. Yeah. So first of all, you, you come into Morehouse and um, it doesn't just, you know, your average student, right, is... Right. Um, right challenge with balancing their you know academics and all the beautiful women at Spelman and CAU and Mo Brown. Yeah. And you're like, you got celebrity status with you already. How did you you manage that and you know what did you guys major in and how did you stay focused? Well we um Serena and I were dual majors at Morehouse. I was a dual major all the way till senior year. Um we were uh, theater and business majors. So we were business administration majors and theater majors. And I really wanted to go into media studies, but you know, at that time, Morehouse didn't have the collaboration that they had in, prior to that with Clark Atlanta, uh, but that's another story. But they re reestablished um, a broad, you know, media studies program at Morehouse now. But um, so he and I both were theater majors. We had a, a long history, like I said, of performance in theater and um, it, the, 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 the method was take care of your business at Morehouse first. Once you get all your studies and get everything done and you lock everything down among the brothers, then you can go over to Spelman and because we had theater classes there and I took all my Spanish classes there. And in fact, um, Andrea was our, uh, Andrea was our- uh, Calculus our, teacher, our tutor, tutor. Our, our math tutor. Because we was in those pre-calculus <laughs> classes, you know, and we were like, oh, my God. Then I, I believe it was, was yeah. it Beckley Hall? Was it the, the math building? Tap? They changed it now. It's named after Dr. Faulkner. I can't remember the name of it. But, yep, they oh. would come in. Um, look, Ashley, I ended up becoming a math tutor uh, <clears throat> to make some extra money. And I had a full scholarship, and I needed some spending money. So I'm like, oh, that's <laughs> yeah. nobody yeah. will show up. Um, hello, these two are regular students. I'm like, y'all don't even need to be here, you know, but. <laughs> Listen, we, I walked into the, I believe it was called Tapley Hall. Anyway, the math building at Spelman College, I walked into that tutoring room and I saw like 
30 African-American women on those chalkboards. Yes, they had chalkboards back then. Breaking down mm-hmm. limits and derivatives and, and all these calculus formulas. And I was yeah. like, I should take a picture. I'm getting goosebumps now. I literally wanted to stand at the doorway, take a photo of that. Because the, it, that was before, what was that movie where the women were um, doing all math and science and uh, they wrote a book anyway. Um, I was way before that movie where, where the women that participated in NASA. Um, hidden figures, hidden figures. Hidden figures. Before yeah. the movie Hidden Figures, I literally had that experience 20 years prior. You know, I went right. to right. the math lab at Spelman College and saw 30 African-American, brown, light-skinned, dark-skinned sisters on chalkboards breaking down formulas that look foreign to me, limits and derivatives and, and all the standard deviation and all that stuff. And I'm like, yo, this is amazing. This, and people need to know. Well, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me interject, Torrance, by saying um, we also saw that at Morehouse College. Right. Um, I actually saw Professor, what was his name? Um, the head of the math department at Morehouse College. Dr. Gore. Dr. Gore. Dr. Gore. Dr. Gore. I literally, when I, on the first week of college, the reason I became a double major was because I literally saw Dr. Gore do a demonstration and he did two calculus problems ambidextrously with both hands. <laughs> yeah. And I saw that and I was like, oh yeah, I gotta, I have to be an uh, English theater and business major and I ended up in uh, ended up minoring in Russian language, so I was like, it, it was the, the expectation was that if you're going to do something, you you sh- you ought to set out to do it so well that the living, the dead, and the yet to be born couldn't do it any better. And that was Dr. Benjamin. That was Dr. Benjamin Elijah Mays' theory, and every Morehouse man had to stand tall enough to one day. Uh, wear that crown that she places over our head. And that was the thought. We were just like, we're here. We're in this incubation. We all have scholarships. You know, I was a John Lennon scholar. Yoko Ono was paying for the majority of my my, my undergraduate college. I had Glee Club scholarships, um, UNCF scholarships um, for performing arts. But we had even the uh, Dean Brazil scholarship through the business department I had. We were We were there. And we said, we got four years to get this right so that we can make an impact upon this world. And I remember, and I'll say this, I remember talking about balancing. I said, if Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., okay, can change the world with civil disobedience, uh, civil rights movement and civil disobedience through nonviolence, I said, we can come here and do all these classes so that we too will carry on that tradition of, of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. I said wherever he went to school, that's yeah. where I wanted to go to school. Uh, so yeah, yeah, it was it was it was it was great. And I'm telling you, you, you know, we didn't step on Spelman's campus until you know we knew that we had handled our business at Morehouse. You know, and it, it because I mean, you know, we're around dudes all day. I said we got we got we got to change the scene a little. I have a little balance, and I, we have to have a little, have a little balance. balance. And and, and to be honest with you. We had, I had yeah. my Spanish classes in, in Giles Hall. I had, um, and I would sign up because you had to have like the professor's signature and all these signatures to take your foreign language at a different school. And I always said, and he said, well, we got room in, in the Spanish classes here at Morehouse. 
I was like, no, no, but this is the AUC, the Atlanta University Center. I want to take my Spanish classes at in Spelman. I was the only we, guy. We, got, we, Torrance, we, we got to let them ask the okay, questions. Okay. I right, mean, right. sorry, ladies, but we, we love to talk, but we'll allow you to and we're ask passionate the questions. We'll try to answer them yeah. as pointedly <laughs> and uh, direct. So go ahead. No, he had a beautiful tutor at Spelman, too. So that's, <laughs> you were oh, my God. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. He's like, wait a minute. What is You're your right. name? Andrea, what? <laughs> She was, and she was part of Nesby. She was part of the engineering. Uh, she was part yeah, of the three two, the three two program. And I was yeah, like, and oh, she was engineering. Uh, Andrea, we want to get on your Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, <laughs> Friday schedule. Well, we well look, actually, hey, they're so successful today. I'm gonna have to get y'all to write um, some recommendations for me for uh, my tutoring <laughs> to say, look at you now. And you know, it's this is yeah, such a fun true. interview because. We can feel your passion. Like we can feel that right. you are lighting up, remembering 1994. But you did so much, and you graduated college in three years. Yeah. So tell us, yeah. how did you do that? That sounds incredible to have these classes at Spelman, Morehouse, to be balanced and having a lot of fun mm -hmm. and doing a lot of hard work. How did you do it all in only three years? Well. Torino and I were HEOP students at Mount St. Mary College here in Newburgh. HEOP is a higher education opportunity program. And it's a New York program, full scholarships, books were paid for, everything was paid for. And, you know, he and I were on D's list, international D's list every semester. And, yeah. you know, I think my GPA was like a 3.6. And we were like, yeah, everything's paid for, but, we got to get that HBCU experience and Morehouse is where we wanted to go since high school. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and, and remember we were doing Torrance, we were doing summers um, at Vassar college. We um, studied Shakespeare during summer stock theater. We even, um, after we had done Torrance and I played, um, we played one character of uh, Robin Goodfellow in AKA Puck in a play called uh, the Midsummer Night's Dream which is written by Shakespeare, we did so well in that, that play um, at Vassar College and Mount St. Mary's that um, a guy by the name of Dr. Dickerman, who was in charge of the finance department, he literally wrote us a check and sent us to study um, in London during our winter break. So we went to Shakespeare's house. We went to Stratford-upon-the-Avon. We went to uh, London. We took classes at Thames University during winter recess. And I mean, so it was just, you know, th those are some of the things we were doing academically prior to Morehouse. So when we actually got to Morehouse, I mean, we were really, really um, pumped up about academics and just excelling and doing well, so. Yeah, we. I, yeah, you guys were pretty focused. Go ahead, Torrance, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I was gonna say, you know, when we, when we uh, got <laughs> all the finances weren't there, and um, people don't know, Torino and I spent three weeks in a van. Sleep. Yeah. Um, in yeah, we were, we, were, we were sleeping in a van. We had a, uh, worked out a deal with the security to take showers every morning. <laughs> because well, we well first we were in the Burger King bathroom houses. on West End Avenue. <laughs> we, you know, and then. Oh, then, right, right. Yeah, we were in the Burger King bathroom. Um, yeah, yeah. Rub a dub dubbing. Because, you know, Morehouse, we, we had about 80% of the financing, but we didn't. You know, one fifth, twenty percent of it. We did, that's see, that's that math to me. Twenty percent of it, one fifth of the monies we didn't have, and 
you know, I remember Johnny C. Nims, who was the director of uh, financial aid, he said, you boys better have that money or don't leave Newburgh, New York. And we said, well, we're coming. We're coming whether we have it or not. Um, so then there was a lawyer uh, by the name of Greg something. I don't remember his last name. So some Morehouse men from our yeah. area, Larry D. Lindsay was a class of 73. He was a deacon in our church here in Newburgh. And um, he said, stay there. And he had a lawyer friend that had a house, a big old house, um, somewhere near West End Avenue in um, south, Southwest West Atlanta. And he let us stay there for another week or two. So we were there a total about a month without a dorm. Yeah. And then eventually they said, the Harvey boys are here to stay. Just give them a dorm and we'll work out. Yeah, because what, well, let me just say what happened was we had gone to financial aid and I'm going to make it real simple. They kicked us out again. And I said, listen, man, I'm part of a 10-man crew. Seven of the 10 guys are either in prison or dead, okay, from New York. And I said, my brother and I are here to get education. We stormed up to Dr. Leroy Keith's office, the president of Morehouse College, and we sat there and we talked to one of his assistants because Leroy, Dr. Keith was out of town. And we left them a portfolio, you know, with a bio, our pictures, our headshots, and resume, and like a brief story and newspaper clippings of all of our performances. And we left it with, what was the lady's name? Do you remember, Torrance? Sheila Tolbert. Yes. We left that portfolio with Sheila Tolbert. We had sat in her office crying, basically, like, you know, demanding to see the president. And she said, well, let me have that portfolio. And when he comes in first thing tomorrow, I'll give it to him. Well, we got back online to get on financial, see if we're going to qualify for financial aid. And Mr. Uh, Todd pulled us off the financial aid line and gave us keys to our dorms. And we cried and uh, call, called our mama. <laughs> the rest was history. Also, uh, really quickly, I became the first work-study student in the office of the president of Morehouse College my second year at Morehouse. Um, and that was uh, with Dr. Uh, Walter Eugene Massey. And um, there had never been a work-study um, student in the president's office of Morehouse until I was there. And it was because of Sheila Tolbert. Sheila Tolbert um, when I gave her the I remember this, yeah. here because we got work study finances or you know through financial aid and people could pick you know some people were at Club Woody you know Club Woody some people would use Woodruff Library come on man let me ask the questions man let me anyway, ask the questions so yeah so now they have now they have a work study student in the office of the presidency yeah every year absolutely so. I, I really love the the never give up attitude that both of you have um I mean that's that's amazing and to have jumped into Morehouse and jumped out in three years um, and three got years. all that you got out of it. And, and then, of course, they up for Morehouse got a lot from you as well. It sounds like you gave a lot back and created goals for future students. Um, but in that short period of time, you know, is there anything that either one of you wish that you would have done a little bit more of or perhaps done differently while you were at Morehouse? I, well, I think I'll, I would have. Can I, I start this one? Go ahead, yeah. go ahead. No, I would, I would say, you know, what, what, what happens is when you get to an institution like Morehouse, you're afraid, you know, okay, am I going to survive this? Am I going to academically do well? Because it's very competitive and, um, and work-driven. But once you get to the point where you 
you change your sociological imagination of why you're there. It's like, it's like you begin to demystify the whole experience. You say, you know, okay, it's not that I have to prove myself as a student academically so much as to I'm actually paying for them to give me the knowledge. So when you demystify that experience about your sophomore, junior year, you're like, oh, my God. And then before you know it, it's, all, it's almost over because you, you've met the requirements and you've excelled academically. So I wish, me personally, the foreign language department, I, I, I got into it kind of late. You know, I started um, traveling with the Morehouse College Glee Club. Thank you. Shout out to Dr. Morrow, David Morrow, and uh, Dr. Uzi Brown, who we were singing in the Glee Club. We were singing um, Bogoro Redizie, which was written by Rachmaninoff in Russian. We were singing um, Betelehemu. We were singing African Yoruba, Yoruba pieces. We were singing in Spanish and in German. And so we had to audition. 85 members of the Morehouse College Glee Club only 42 would, would go on tour, and you had to learn your music in your dorm in addition to all the academic stuff that we were doing and performing on stage at Spelman, um, the Baldwin Barrow Theater stage. We were doing music and learning in different languages. So the only thing that I wished was I had more time to study the language because when we did the Summer Olympics in 1996, the opening and closing ceremony, we traveled on a Volga River tour in Russia where I met the Russian professor my sophomore year. And let me tell you, I came back, took her classes, and I was speaking Russian, walking up and down the court. Back to you. So, so for me, that was great, Torino. Uh, for, uh, there was only one course, and I tell my history students this: that I that I got punked. Uh, uh, I got punked in one one class at Morehouse. I spent a month in a in a business calculus class, and um, <laughs> and um, and I was like, I'm out, I'm out. <laughs> they were doing that business calculus, and I was like, yo, I I had enough. I'm a senior. I had eight classes. I had 24 credits. You know, with senior seminar at the at the Spelman's Theater uh, program, and um, I regret that I didn't stay and stick it out that business calculus class. But I did, you know, I, I am appreciative to um, that Spelman for those Spanish classes porque yo hablo español también un poquito, pero yo necesito aprenderlo más. Yo hablo español mi esposa de Tina, todos los gente en los Estados Unidos hablan español también. So, you know, I learned how to converse in Spanish. My wife is Puerto Rican American. Her family's from the island. You know, we went to the island this past Christmas with, with our kids. And um, I met her dad um, and uh, her father and her family on her father's side don't speak much English. So, you know, I was like a fish in water thanks to Spelman College's foreign language department. Wow, this this is incredible. You all are so talented. And like Ashley said, when more what you put into Morehouse, Morehouse gave you uh, gave it all back. And you all continue to pay it forward as well in your professions. Um, so tell us more about something that you're proud of, or one thing that you're probably most proud of, because you do a lot every day as the mayor and as district manager. 
But tell me about one project or one thing that you're most proud of. Mm. There's so many. Um, for me, uh, I'm, very, I'm most proud of the fact that um, I ran for city council in 2015 and got elected to a four-year term. Two years into that term, um, the mayor at that time, Judy Kennedy, uh, she died cancer. And a week before her passing, uh, she summons me to her bedside and, um, and she said, you know, Councilman Harvey, take out a sheet of paper and a, and a pen. And I already had it being a Morehouse man. You don't walk around without a pen. And um, so I have my pen, I have my little note and everything. And she said, the first thing on the list is, I need you to finish my term as mayor. And so she, and I was shocked. I was like, wow, other people on the council who had more experience and more years in politics. And, and she asked me to finish her term. So she had a year and a half left on her term. Uh, and uh, I did, I got a unanimous vote uh, from the city council. We had to you know, work with the lawyers, had to resign as a council. And then the following year I had to run for her one year left that overwhelmingly and then this past uh november i had to run in my own right for a full four-year term so i'm on a full four-year term uh when when i first became mayor uh within weeks of being mayor finishing up her term uh mayor judy kennedy's term the city of newburgh had a tornado and you know 98 percent of our power was gone and so uh, myself and the team that I have in, in City Hall, we were able to mobilize um, you know, um, units and, and, and people and, and bring the community together. And we got through that tornado experience. Um, we had power restored in three days uh, at 100%. And I tell you, that, and I tell you, Torrance, you know, you know, again, just to reiterate as mayor, man, running an entire city, you know, the people love you. They know you from being an educator in the community for over 22 years and then becoming mayor uh, uh, and running uh, the city of Newburgh is a, a remarkable job. Once in a while, he'll take counsel with me and I'll try and give him a little advice on certain things. But the one thing that I'm most proud of is that, you know, um, you know, we came from nothing. You know, we were the um, first to graduate high school. Uh, we're the youngest of eight, okay? And if you include my father's uh, children from his first marriage, uh, my father's 88, my mother's 86. Uh, we're really one of, we're two of 13. And we're the first to graduate high school, go to college in three generations. We didn't know what college was all about. We didn't know that we would ever succeed academically. But um, I, I'll say that in terms of our accomplishments, him, Torrance becoming the mayor of the city of Newburgh, me being a district manager for an insurance. I was an educator, English educator for five years. Uh, I did my first master's degree after Morehouse College at Columbia University Teachers College. And then I went on to get an MBA, a, a master's degree of business administration from Mount St. Mary College. And now I run my own, well, basically run my own insurance company. I, I am a Chubb employer, uh, employee. But um, the fact is changing people's lives you know, with my job as district manager, we offer nine different products that allow people um, help or give people help when they need it the most. Our cancer policy, our sickness disability policy, our life insurance. But in addition to that, hiring people um, when they need a career opportunity. 
I'll say this in closing to that question. Um, Mr. W. Clement Stone, who founded the company, uh, Combined Insurance, uh, a Chubb company, in 1922, he founded right before the Great Depression. And he would literally, in the south side of Chicago, pick up men who had been without a job or women who didn't have a job and give them a career opportunity with Combined Insurance during the time of the Great Depression and through World War II. So being able to do that today, you know, when people are down on their luck and they don't have a career or an opportunity or a job, my job as a district manager is to give them a career. I say, give me one year and I'll give you a career. So back to you. Well, you you guys are trailblazers, like you said, academically, while you were in school, and even now professionally, both of you are, you're blazing trails and you're making big things happen. We could probably continue this interview for another 30 minutes and longer, and I would enjoy every minute of it, I'm sure so would our viewers. But as we wrap, um, are there any um, words of wisdom that you can share with um, young individuals out there that are heading to school, young professionals that are seeking a new career, from, from you as trailblazers who, who've made it so big, um, that would mean a lot to just share what, what words of wisdom you would share with, with individuals out there that are listening. Well, for me, I, w- I would tell anyone, whether you're a student uh, going off to college uh, or if you are you know, <clears throat> an adult professional changing career or looking to um, do something uh, meaningful in life, find your passion, number one. Whatever your passions are, those are the things that should lead and guide your life and your journey. Uh, And the second thing is belief in yourself. Mm -hmm. Confidence is not just half the battle. Confidence in in, in achieving, if you believe you can achieve, you will. Uh, And the Mm -hmm. last point of that matter is, you know, um, when your back is against the wall, when times are tough, uh, and you see no way out, you know, keep pushing, keep moving, keep moving, keep moving on that goal. Because I tell you, you know, King once said that um, the measure of man is not in times of comfort and convenience. It's in times of controversy and, and challenges. So, mm-hmm. when, you know, when you're in those moments uh, of despair, just keep moving. Just keep moving. Yeah. And, and, and you know what, just to piggyback off of that, Torrance, you know, I go back to um, what Albert Einstein said. He said, imagination. Um, and it's funny because Steve Harvey, I call him Cousin Steve, you know, Cousin Steve Harvey. He said, your imagination is the, the, um, the pre-sequel or the coming attraction. You know, our dreams, our dreams of becoming Morehouse men was just a dream. It was in our imagination. You know, John Lennon um, once wrote a song called Imagine. And and we had the fortune of recording that song with Stevie Wonder during the opening and closing ceremonies of the Olympics. And when we sang that song with Stevie Wonder, it all came to me. We were young kids, 18, 19, 20 years old down at Morehouse College, recording with Stevie Wonder for the 1996 Olympic Games. Um, and I remember it was all the image. If you have the, the mindset, you know, what the mind uh, the can conceive, what the mind can conceive, it will believe and achieve. And if you have that imagination, it can take you and can be the coming attraction 
for your life. So just continue to dream and continue to create images um, and, uh, and go for it. Well, you all are passionate. You all are confident. You all have kept pushing and we are proud of you. And I know everyone watching wants to know where can they follow you on social media um, to support you and, you know, continue to push you to uh, blaze these trails that you're blazing. So for me, uh, torrenceharvey.com, you can find my website. Also, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I believe it's um, uh, Torrance, Facebook is Torrance Harvey, a.k.a. Uh, that's, that's where I'm at on, uh, on Facebook and uh, Instagram. You can also find me, my professional uh, link on LinkedIn. Uh, just Google me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep, same, same here, uh, torino.harvey at combinedinsurance.com, or you can go to Facebook, Instagram. You can catch me on LinkedIn. If you Google our names, um, you might even see an IMDb on us where we've done a few movies, uh, Wall Street 2 uh, with Michael Douglas and Shia LaBeouf. You know, just read up on us. We, we're, we're, the, we're the kind of individuals uh, who just never stop dreaming, you know, never stop being innovative and becoming uh, the entrepreneurs that we always dreamed of being. So, also, really quick, I got to plug my first book of poetry. I'm an author. Um, I'm finishing up my second book right now. The first book is Yasen Kofa. Yasen Kofa is the first book published by, um, you know, uh, Dord's uh, book publishing uh, out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So, Yasen Kofa is the first book. Been selling crazy, trying to get it into some of our school curriculums for poetry and art. Uh, and like I said, I'm, I'm finishing up my 50 poem, uh, second book. Uh, hopefully this summer be done, ready. All right. Well, thanks again, gentlemen, for joining us today. And congratulations on all your success. And thank really you. Appreciate all that you're doing in the community um, and as as mentors to everyone that's looking on, yeah. looking to follow in your footsteps. This is meaningful content, and we really appreciate you and we thank you for your time. Thank you. Oh, Sorry thank for you. so long-winded. <laughs> we we <laughs> very when you start talking Spellman Morehouse, we get very passionate. Yeah, we're we very passionate about it. it. Those were the times, yeah. man. It's like uh, the Alpha Phi Alpha men would say. Uh, you know, um, college one, days. one, one, nine, oh, six. You know, those college days swiftly pass and booed with memories fond. <laughs> Thank you Absolutely. all again for joining us today. Thank you for joining us on HBCU Highlights.